Welcome to the podcast, Building Impact Driven Brands. I'm Jess from Soleil Design Studio, and I'm here to share tips, effective strategies, and stories that will level up your branding and marketing so that you can stand out and make an impact. I want to talk through firstly, why is making an impact important? And then I want to go through some examples of impact-driven brands, their mission statements, and how they live out their mission statements. So firstly, what is impact? This term's thrown around a lot. I've looked into a bunch of different definitions, everything from it's a marked effect or influence, it's a strong effect on something or someone, a physical force. Let's just put it straight into business context. Most people prefer to connect with and buy from businesses who have a clear sense of who they are, what they wish to accomplish and why they do what they do. So the impact. As a purpose-driven brand, it means you have a clear vision of the change you wanna create in the world and using your brand as a vessel to make that positive impact or change. If you're looking for some more examples, I've pulled together some of my favorite ones on my blog. For now, I'm just gonna talk about a couple. So if you're thinking about this from your own brand's perspective, questions you should be considering are, why do your customers care that your brand exists? How is your business making the world a better place in any way, shape or form, whether it's small or large? How are you communicating that to your customers? So examples of brands, their impacts and mission statements. Amazon is a great example. Um, Their mission statement is Earth's most customer centric company. In 1997, Jeff Bezos promised Amazon would focus relentlessly on its customers. And it has. Jeff said, we see our customers as guests at a party and we are the hosts. It's our job every day to make every important aspect of the customer's experience a little bit better. The customer-centric strategy can further be broken down into the fundamental idea of trust between the customer and the company. For Bezos, the ability to suspend growth goals in order to protect the fragile state of trust customers form with his company and the service it provides is what sends Amazon ahead of competitors. When others would normally raise prices to reach benchmarks, he keeps them low in order to ensure Slight erosion in customer trust doesn't snowball into long-term retention problems. Speaking to Amazon's physical growth, Bezos says much of Amazon's profit directly goes back into the development projects aimed to take Amazon even closer to its customers. Fulfillment centers geared around ultra-quick, online-to-door, delivery and pickup services are one of such investments that Bezos considers an important link between online and offline convenience. So they believe that customers always want something better and it is always our desire to delight them. This drives them to invent on the customer's behalf. At Amazon, all of their goals, their actions, projects, programs, and inventions begin and end with the customer in mind. So they call this method working backwards and it's a fundamental part of their innovation process. They start with the customer and what the customer wants and let that define and guide their efforts. Their culture is outlined with 14 leadership principles. So these are not just inspirational phrases that they hang on a wall, but they're guidelines that provide orientation every day. Whether they're discussing ideas for a new project, thinking about how they can best approach a problem or hiring new people, the leadership principles empower them to be owners and innovators while maintaining customer centricity. Right at the top of their 14 leadership principles is customer obsession, which explains how much customers are the focus and the core of the company's DNA. 
So another one is bias for action. So many decisions are reversible and do not require extensive study. As speed often matters in business, they encourage the team to take calculated risks and just start doing things. So to build more impact and to be more purpose-driven, Jeff says, build a business strategy around things that are stable on time. Then make sure you are investing in ensuring that you are delivering on those things. So really just live up to your promises. When you have something that you know is true, even over the long term, you can afford to put a lot of energy into it. It's going to pay off eventually. Customers will recognize and notice that. Building trust takes a long time. So they're really focusing on the right things. Keep Cup is another example. So Keep Cup's mission is to encourage the use of reusable cups. Originally, they started in a Melbourne cafe with a simple idea of what if we had a cup that we could, you know, people could keep and they could use it again. It was when siblings Abigail and Jamie started a cafe in Melbourne in 1998. Disposable cups were entering the landscape um, and it was just something that started happening, was starting to catch on as a trend. People purchased Keep Cups because they loved the way it looked and feel. Um, looked and feel? They loved the look and the feel of it, and they continued to use them because it was forming that positive habit. They based um, the Keep Cups off a, there is a theory of trying to form new habits and norms within society. So it's, there's a paper that was released in 2018 that is the tipping point for large scale social change, which they link to on their website. So it says, a new study finds that when 25% of people in a group adopt a new social norm, it creates a tipping point where the entire group follows suit. This shows the direct casual effect of the size of the committed minority on its capacity to create social change. The study highlights that environments can be engineered to push people in particular directions. This can be positive, it can be negative. In this situation, they're using it for a positive shift in social norms and habits. So another example is Patagonia. And theirs is to build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, and use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. I think they may have simplified this since I've last done some research on them. But they have their core values on their homepage alongside with their climate goals, their footprint, their 1% of the planet, their funding process. Their socials focus on the stories. So they're really into the storytelling side. They're very adventurous, um, but they always just focus on their mission. That is the most important thing for them and how they plan on getting there. So people support the cause and they support the brand. They believe in the brand, they buy the product. It's, it's massive for Patagonia. So they're taking an impressive action to reduce um, environmental impact. The high proportion of the materials they make are used from recycled fabrics, including polyester, nylon, and wool. Most importantly, Patagonia's business model is different. It rejects fast fashion by creating high quality, long lasting products and offers a repair and reuse program. These guys live and breathe their statements and with further digging and proof points throughout their socials, websites and customer reviews, it makes sense why they have been a number one brand for a lot of consumers in this space. They also are very open in terms of their process. So they say in some ways we do a lot of good for the environment if we just went away. But in other more important ways, we believe business has a unique opportunity to be a part of solutions that aren't available to individuals or governments. And we believe all businesses have a responsibility to take steps to stop the environmental crisis we face. They break down their carbon footprint, footprint their renewable energy use. Um, they've got green buildings, employee transportation. So they have a drive less program. They've got paper policies. So there's a lot of stuff that they've initiated within their company that just takes them that little step further of going, we actually care about what we're trying to support. We're not slapping a label on our brand as a bit of a marketing you know, technique to get more people interested. They truly want to make a difference. They want to change perceptions, ideas, and habits for the better. So another example, I'll put it into my own context. So my mission is to help great people build these kind of impactful brands. 
Soleil is designed to help craft charismatic, bold branding that sparks emotional connection, brings purpose and alignment. That's both internally and externally. So it's that important aspect with branding where you have to think about your team and the people who are building that brand from the inside. And then also, what does that look like on the outside? So who are you trying to connect to and do they feel that alignment to the brand? So this is the reason to Soleil, the brand name that I have was chosen for two reasons. Firstly, because the word means sunshine and natural glow, and it's a very much a visual link to the style and the visual design work created through Soleil. And secondly, um, if you don't have soul infused into your business, you will always have a product, but not an actual brand. Um, it won't really spark that emotional connection through your product or solution. And it's just as important to be doing that as it is to be developing your marketing plan for your business. Brands must sell emotions. It's not just about the product or services. So that's a little, little bit of extra background context. There's a set of beliefs that I operate under alongside my values that's core to my business and how I want to run things. To give you an example of what I'm a firm believer in, one of them would be co-creation. This is a form of collaborative innovation, sharing ideas, improving things together rather than keeping it to oneself. I think we grow a lot when we share interesting thoughts, ideas, concepts. I mean, no thought is not no thought. No idea is fully original. It's all based on what you've pulled together from other sources. So I think it, it's something where I like to work in a very collaborative way and a collaborative mindset. Community care and people focus. So that's the second biggest thing for me. So supporting local community and the people in it, understanding and listening to the people in my world and valuing relationships over status, money or pro career progression. So as much as I am very passionate about what I do, about my job, about my career path, I love learning. Nothing gets in the way of friends and family and people that in my life are important because I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it's people make up a lot of your life. And the last one is the classic women pay gap. So it makes sense that women used to not be as educated as men, um, but there is still quite a significant pay difference based on industry and on management teams. Iceland and Rwanda are the two places that have actually closed their pay gap and they're due to very different situations. So with Rwanda, there was a massive massacre and around 60 to 70% of the population now have just been female. So all of the women had to step up. They had to go into positions of leadership and they took over um, over the past couple of decades, a lot of the really key important roles. So they've now got a lot of influence in Rwanda just because of the shortage of men. And that's just changed people's perceptions on things. It was a survival mechanism. So that's quite interesting. And the other place is Iceland. So they did a lot of rioting early on and it changed a lot of perceptions on men and women. And they also had paternal laws, which meant that uh, it was a bit of a use it or lose it scheme for men. So when the couple were having their kids, you know, it's usually the women, the women that get time off and they changed some rules around that so that men actually have up to three months that they can be taking as leave. Um, so that's just so, that's helped shift some of the dynamic bit of bit of background context. But it's why I support women led businesses. It's why I'm a part of women led entrepreneurial initiatives, because I 100 percent am for women jumping into new initiatives and taking charge and owning their own businesses. I think it's great. And also I've seen my mum do that and I'm very proud of her for that. And I think without having her influence on my life, I might not have been as ambitious to try and go for my own thing either. So as it turns out, consumers love impact driven brands a lot more as well. The strength of purpose study of 8,000 global consumers and 75 companies and brands was commissioned by New York based Zeno Group 
the Global Integrated Communications Agency. So they surveyed more than 8,000 individuals across eight markets, having a range of more than 75 brands. The findings were that people were four times more likely to purchase from the company, six times more likely to protect the company if the event of a misstep or public criticism, 4.5 times more likely to champion the company and recommend it to friends and family, 4.1 times more likely to trust the company. So this is all just stats around having that very integral impact piece that people know upfront why you're doing what you're doing and who you're trying to help. So it's not about forming fake purpose or convenient-based purpose. It's about recognizing for yourself what you truly care about and ensuring the operating system in which you work aligns with that. Emotional response is the way in which brands connect with people, understanding the difference you want to make, understanding the problems you want to solve for your customers, and connecting through human stories is how we build trust, we build awareness, and we show that brands actually believe in something bigger than just making money. And they believe in making customers' lives easier and the world that little bit better. So let me know what you think. I would love to know your thoughts on the topic and stay tuned next week for another podcast. Thank you.